The Worst Podcast Ever can also be listened to on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Links in the description below. Hey everybody, what is going on? And we are back. It is episode 33. Yes, we finally came back. I know every single one of you were wondering, where have we been? I am sorry, guys. I took a little bit of a break. Um, sometimes life just get, just gets a little bit too busy, a little bit too hectic. And you know, sometimes after work and everything that you got going on, I, even on the days that you have time to to record, you just you just don't have it in you. And unfortunately, when it it is a hobby, uh, and you have other ways of making a living, and this isn't it. Um, unfortunately, sometimes this takes a back seat, and you know, and that's too bad. Um, but when we can do it, we can do it, and we are here, ladies and gentlemen. We are back, and we are feeling good. And my God, have we? There's been a lot of stuff going since the last uh, episode. Um, not gonna really try and go back and, and and fill in the gaps here between now and the last time because there's just there's just stuff that's it's it's so far in the past now it's over with i know last time i think peacemaker was still running and now that's over and 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 that killed it that ended on a high note and i can't wait for the next season of peacemaker um what else was there god you know we had uh you know pretty much the demise of amico we're not going to talk about that here because I already made a separate video kind of just putting laying that to rest as far as I go. I mean, look, there's people out there that are going to keep rolling with that and that is that's that's their own business. It is what it is. Any of the dead. Um how are you guys doing? You doing good? I'm doing good. Uh just been a lot of stuff this time of year. I start to get really busy here at home. Uh, I do a lot of stuff out in the yard and, you know, in the Midwest here, this is when we do our, our, our spring cleanup in the yards and, you know, do everything out there that sets the rest of the summer up. So I've been really busy with that. This is, this is when I do everything with the house. I clean out the garage. I do, I do all the very domestic stuff. I've been domestic Dan for like the last month. So, um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, the joys of owning a home. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So what what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to start off here with something I just got back from, uh, from, and that is the Midwest Gaming Classic. Yes, that has already come around again. Um, and I'm going to do a more in-depth video, uh, you know, uh, with footage that I took. Unfortunately... Uh, the footage that I did take, uh, I was using a different camera and a new mic, and I used the wrong cord for the mic, and I got zero audio. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's not a big surprise for me. It shouldn't be a big surprise for a lot of you guys. Um, I have done this podcast sometimes, some episodes, 20 minutes in, to only realize that I haven't hit the record button over here and now I got to do it all over again. In fact, I want to say that there was one time I did an entire episode and I looked down and I hadn't pressed record and it was like two in the morning 
And I just shut everything up and walked upstairs and went to bed. Because sometimes, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You just shut it down, come back the next day and do it. Whatever. But anyway, so yeah, I was at the Midwest Gaming Classic. The reason why, we were there in November. And the reason why... Uh, there was such a short turnaround on this. Usually they have it in the spring, sometime between March, April, or May. This one was on uh, April 1st, or I'm sorry, uh, April 30th and May 1st um, over that weekend. But they had missed uh, uh, 2020, like, you know, everybody else. And so they didn't want to go two years without having a convention, the people that run the convention. So they said, well, we're gonna do one in November, but then when it comes back around to, to the springtime, we're gonna, we're gonna have another one. We're gonna go back to our normal time. So it should be a, another year from, from you know this April, beginning of May. And I took my son uh, this time. We weren't, I actually wasn't gonna go. I wasn't gonna go to, to the Midwest Gaming Classic just because it turned around so fast. I wanted to save money because, you know, it is a, a convention that can cost you a little money. It's in a downtown of a major city. And, you know, anytime that you do that, as, as lovely as Milwaukee is, you know, it can be expensive for hotels and then food. And then, you know, you, you got to bring some cash to, to play around with at the vendors. So, um, but we ended up going. We were eventually, me and him were going to actually go to a different convention. It was going to be Mo, Kane, Mo GameCon Jr. And uh, we were ready to go. And the week before, the they were going to have it at this Elks Club down by St. Louis. And the people of the Elks Club canceled on them because someone came through with a cornhole tournament, offered them more money, and they canceled on them, which... It's shitty. That is really shitty. And um, unfortunately for those guys, they, they had to you know, shut it down because obviously you're not going to put anything else together in a week. So the son, my son was a little disappointed. So I said, you know what? We'll go to, to Milwaukee. Um, like you got to twist my leg. So we went there. Uh, it, he had a great time. Uh, there, I think he was a little overwhelmed. I was a little overwhelmed. This convention was fantastic. Now, I, if you've been following me for a little bit, you know that this isn't the first time, you know, I've been to the Midwest Gaming Classic. It was just there in November and then a couple years before that. And this, I, they upped their game like so much. The vendor hall was absolutely packed full of vendors and they gave us we were in the bigger uh room this time they had three floors of stuff going on at this convention center um and then of course you know they had the arcade with all the pinball machines free to play pinball machines and um you know representatives from you know those companies and then you know the uh, you know, regular arcade games, like the old school arcade games, just a great time. And we actually, uh, ended up going to later that night to a Brewers game, uh, where the Cubs, my Chicago Cubs, uh, were up in Milwaukee to play. And I took my son to his first game. Unfortunately, my Cubbies are not doing that great this year. And probably, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, uh, as far as putting together a team. Um, but it is what it is. It was a good time. 
that ballpark is is pretty nice on the inside. Um, it's a dome. It, it's Miller Park. I for, it, well, it's something else now. I always know it, uh, have known it as Miller Park, but that ballpark is beautiful on the inside. It was storming outside and cold, and we were all nice and comfortable inside. Um, but you know, this thing, I will say, it doesn't look good from the outside. This thing's not going to win any beauty awards on the outside, but that's okay. It, it's what's on the inside amongst other things too you know it's always on what's on the inside so that was a good time um like i said i'm gonna have another video dedicated to that dedicated to to the pickups that i had on that i didn't have many but i i had a, i had some, what i did get was was pretty cool i think so um yeah you know that was really really fun so what's happened in the meantime you know what there was a great show that has happened in the meantime and that's called moon night are you guys watching this have you guys watched it right now it just the the series finale just happened what is this so this is a friday so it was this past wednesday and it was all it was a limited series they called it a limited series it was six episodes with oscar isaac and ethan hawk and i gotta tell you i didn't know anything about this character and from what i've heard the way they portrayed him on uh, Disney Plus on this on 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 the show wasn't necessarily the way it has been in the comics. That being said, this was fantastic. Oscar Isaac absolutely knocked the ball out of the park. And if you don't know who Oscar Isaac is, he's Poe Dameron. In you know the new Star Wars saga movies, he was uh, Duke Leto Atreides in Dune, which I can't wait for the second one of that because that first Dune was absolutely amaze balls. And so this followed the uh, kind of a superhero thing. It's in the the uh, the Marvel universe, although they didn't really have anything to do with anybody else. With, which that is kind of nice in this show. And I love how everything connects in the MCU, in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But it, it it was nice to have this show kind of depart from that for a little bit. Where you didn't need, you know, a tie to I I, I don't know, Captain America or whoever's up, the Falcon or the Winter Soldier or whoever's left. Um, you know, after, after Endgame. But, you know, basically this show was about a guy, a mercenary, Mark Spencer, who has kind of a split personality syndrome. It's Mark, Mark Spector is the main personality. And then you have a secondary one who is, uh, Steve, mm, I'm drawing a blank now, Steve something. Stephen Grant, that's it. And Stephen Grant, when and Oscar Isaac is an American. Stephen Grant is an Englishman. It's 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 totally crazy. But he he somehow gets endowed with the powers of Khonshu, which is an Egyptian god, and becomes what he, they call an avatar. So kind of his representative here on the mortal plane, and him doing what he does. Ethan Hawke trying to 
uh, you know, worshiping a different God. And I'm trying to remember that guy's name now. I can't remember. But a God that maybe isn't all that fair with how they treat the mortals here on earth as far as judging them, you know, for stuff they haven't even done yet. So the whole thing was trying to stop Ethan Hawke's character from releasing this God. Um, and, and, and it was just fantastic. I mean, I could get into it more, but I, I just, you know, go and watch it. If you have Disney plus and you have not seen it, it is so wildly entertaining. I love this. I'm, I, I, I will go back and watch it. Now, unfortunately, this is not going to be, this is a one and done. There is not going to be a second season. And I don't think they ever planned on having a second season, but what happened is they, uh, Disney or Marvel, uh, submitted Oscar Isaac's name to be considered for maybe winning an Emmy, and I get for a limited series. And according to the rules, uh, to be nominated for, uh, or the chance to be nominated for a limited series, you can only have one season. So that kind of sucks. But if Oscar Isaac can get nominated and win, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you that the job he did was absolutely tremendous. You guys got to watch it. It's a good time. It's fun. And now you don't have to wait, you know, week after week. It's all on there, all six episodes. So you can just binge this one weekend or, or one night or whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, really, really great show. One of the things I have done in the life of my channel, the short life of my channel, one of the video, the recurring videos that I have are, are let's plays and you know, let's plays aren't something new here. There's something that have been around for a long time and you know, it, I guess if you're watching this, obviously you know what a Let's Play is. But for the folks out there that may not know, a Let's Play is, you know, a, you know, YouTuber or somebody on Twitch, you know, they're doing a walkthrough, pretty much a, uh, an entire play. Well, not an entire play. You don't have to. But just pretty much playing a game on on either streaming or, or just in a video. And, um, usually, you know, you have the bigger, the bigger part of the screen is, is the actual game being played. And then maybe down in the corner is the video of, uh, you know, that person, the recording of that person actually playing the game, um, their face and everything, but you know, it's nothing new. It's been around forever. There's a, a, a million of them out there and I really enjoy doing it out of any videos that I do. Um, I've really enjoyed making the ones that I've made. And for a number of reasons, and that's kind of why I, I'm, I'm talking about this right now, um, because it's something, something really interesting happened, um, in making these videos and preparing for these videos. Cause when I, when I made the first couple, um, I didn't really finish games. Okay. Like the first one was, I think I played some, uh, arcade games. So there, there really wasn't like an ending, you know, arcade games don't traditionally like the old ones, like Donkey Kong and stuff like that. They don't traditionally have like, you know, an end to them. It's just how far can you go? How many points can you get? How many levels can you go? Blah, 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 blah. You know, you know what I'm saying? 
And then I did, I think, uh, the Sega Genesis. I, I never can remember which one it is. Ghouls and Ghosts. I believe it's Ghouls and Ghosts for that. And I got almost all the way to the end. But I didn't beat it. It's a hard game. It's, it's a hard game. And after that, I kind of felt bad. Because I was like, you know, if I'm going to play these games... And, and people are going to take the time to actually watch these things. I should probably beat the game, you know? Why would I Would I want to watch somebody fumble through a game and not beat it? I don't know. Probably not. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe it was somebody that I follow. But I thought it would be better if I would actually beat the games. And in that, I found myself doing more preparation. Now, I'm not... I am not a good video game player naturally. Like I really have to work at it. And uh, even games that I was good at back in the day, um, the older I've gotten, I've lost some hand-eye coordination. You know, I, I'm, I just turned 44. So um, I'm, I find myself not as good as I used to be. But the more I play these retro games, the better I become. And, and, and that being said, so in my preparation for doing these let's plays i find myself practicing the games that i am going to to do in the let's play and playing them the correct way and i'm not going to tell you what game's coming up um because I'm, I'm gonna do it here probably within the next month um i'm actually ready to go now but i'm trying you know uh i don't know maybe it'll be sooner anyway and I had beat this game when I was growing up. You know, back in the day. It's an NES game. And when I originally got this game back in the, you know, uh, early 90s. But I never beat it, like, by not cheating, I guess. You know, by not skipping levels or whatever. And it really wasn't cheating. It was, it was part of the game. But I didn't play all the levels. Like, I would skip levels and not play the whole game. And in this, I was in this, I was like, you know, if I'm going to do a let's play, why skip the levels? What would be the point in doing that? You want to play the whole game, right? And now I'm playing the whole game for the first time. And I've never played the first game and in the practicing and getting good at these games. And not this one. I did it too with uh, Sonic 2 um, earlier, uh, well, uh, last year. And again, never beat the game you know, straight up. And now with that, I actually use codes. So I guess you really couldn't say that I beat it. Um, but anyway, played and practiced and ended up beating it straight up, playing every level. And it is such a great thing. And it's it's a gr wonderful enjoyment that I now do this. Because I'm actually playing these games the way they are meant to play. And I'm, 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 I'm getting in down in all the gooey goodness. You know what I mean? And I really found myself enjoying this and getting a bigger appreciation for these games. Because before, you know, when you're a kid, oh, you know, you get the Nintendo power. What's the code, you know? The code for Contra. Now, I'm not going to say I'm going to cheat a shit ton at Contra because I'm not even trying to play that thing and get it done. I have beat Contra. But we all know how I beat it. You know, there, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's no death run in that anytime soon. But anyway, yeah, so 
I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that a little bit because it was just something that I really found interesting that all of a sudden here I am playing these games and in in like practicing and practicing and practicing and i will say one of the great things that i have now that helps me which i wish it would have been a tremendous thing to have back in the day but i of course you guys all know i bought some ever drives at the end of this past year and in that you have save states so let's say i get good at the beginning and now there are levels that i want to work work on so i will save on one of those levels and even after i beat it i'll reload it go back reload it go back you know what i mean and man does that help or what so then when i played through the whole game you know i'm so much better because a lot of times i'd be really solid the first half of the game and then you know the last half not so great because you know getting to the last half takes a little bit of time and then you're not so good because you keep dying and dying and dying and then you got to start all the way back over but now i don't have to do that so ladies and gentlemen i guess what i'm saying is is that i've fallen in love i've fallen in love with playing retro games all over again and it's because of my let's plays and if you're gonna i i even if you don't do let's plays if you're just you know, a gamer, somebody that listens to this, this podcast, being a smart person that you are, try, just take, pick one game, make a list, maybe five out of the year and say, I'm going to play this game and I'm going to play it all the way through and I'm going to play it all the way through with everything, not skipping levels or whatever. I guarantee you, you're going to have a bigger appreciation for playing these games. Anyway. That's just me. A little bit on my high horse. Doing a little bit of bragging. Nothing wrong with that. So, you know, I've talked in the past, you know, and I I always say this. I always say, hey, you know, I I, I don't really have any other console that I want to collect for. You know, and then I and then I went out and bought the Dreamcast. And then after I got the Dreamcast, I was like, well, you know, that's it. There's really nothing else that I want. And then I got the Wii U, which I still only have one game for. <laughs> what are you going to do? Anyway, uh, so so I'm saying that, you know, uh, there's not really any other console that I want to collect for right now or that I want, which is kind of a lie because there is always something but when i say i don't think there's anything else i mean i'm talking realistically because there are consoles out there that i would like to have in my collection not necessarily to collect another catalog of games but the actual hardware itself and and this popped into my mind when i was at the midwest gaming classic because you know obviously along with games there are also many consoles out there and sometimes you come across stuff that that you don't see anywhere else um and then some of them are very rare and at mgc they have a uh like a museum a lot of different consoles hooked up and there are some and they're all to play well most of them and there are some there that are very very hard to come by and uh when you do they're very expensive so I wanted to put together a little list of what I, I, if I, if money was no object 
and I, I was able to get these things fixed. Um, and I, I, you know, I just wanted to collect for these things and buy them. What would I get? And I put together a, a list here, um, of what, what I would want. And originally I went with five, but then I forgot one. So I made it six. So I'm going to start off. We're going to start off at number six and number six is the Philips CDI. And if you don't know what that is, that's, that's okay. Because when we call this a video gaming console, it's almost in the loosest sense of the, of, of the term, because it was more of at the time, a multimedia center and, and it, it wasn't great <laughs> to say the least, not at all. I don't have firsthand experience and I've only, I've, I've seen, I want to say two times, um, one out in the wild, like actually in a store for sale. And you know, I, I don't necessarily want to buy it so I can collect games for it, but it's just one of those, those off the wall, you know, consoles that was just so bad, but it came in a time when things were just being tried for home entertainment that I would love to have that on a shelf here. Cause God, how many collections out there have the CDI? And if all of you guys are raising your hands, you guys are all full of shit because I bet most of you don't know what the CDI is. And if you do, good on you. But yeah, so the Philips CDI, and it was a CD player kind of, you know, inferred in the name. And, you know, there's only been one or two games that I, I could even recognize. And they were actually licensed Nintendo games. There was a, uh, a Zelda game, a Link game, and then some Mario game. And they were both really bad. I don't know if this system actually had a good game for it. I hate to say it, but I mean, I'm sure there's something. But this thing was one of those where it was made more for, you know, not just gaming, but a whole bunch of things like music and video and whatever at the time. Because, you know, there was that time in between where you still, most people were still rocking the VHS. CDs were just becoming mainstream, you know, but you still probably were walking into like a music store and there were still plenty of brand new cassettes, you know, being sold and still being made. And unfortunately, I don't think they tried to do everything. And unfortunately, I don't think they did any of it really well. Uh, even the controller that came with you had to, you had to buy, I, I almost want to say like a third party controller, um, because the one that came with it was almost like a joystick remote control for one hand. So it wasn't even really that good for gaming, but yeah, so that was number six. The CDI would look great on my shelf. All right. So number five, number five would be the JVC, the XI. And I think, I think that's how you say it. And if you're asking, you're saying, Dan, what the hell is that? Well, that is a combination Sega CD player in Sega Genesis. And that is fantastic. I love the idea. And I, I didn't see one at MGC, but I noticed that Gary from rock solid productions had found one there. Um, and I didn't see, I have no idea what they go for. I'm almost certain it's more than I'm willing to spend. Um, I'm, I, I'm, 
offhand, I'm guessing probably $300 would be my guess. But, um, and I know I have a million ways to play Sega Genesis games right now, Sega CD games, but just to have that on my shelf to say, hey, you know, this is, this is another little tidbit of retro gaming history here. And really, you know, at a certain point, a collection really does just become kind of a little, your own little private museum. And I love that because now I think when I buy stuff, especially the oddball stuff, more and more, I feel like it's more of a me curating, um, uh, like a little, uh, history, like a, a preserving history, if you will, you know, I mean, whatever it's, it's cool. It's cool. The JVC XI, and that's really all there is to say about that. Um, number four, I would like to get the original 3DO. I, I have two of the other consoles. I want to say there was four cons, uh, different versions of the console made. And I've done a video on this. Um, I think it was over a year ago about the 3DO. And I actually have two. I have this, uh, the Gold Star made one. Uh, Panasonic made two. They made the first one, which is the one I'd really like to get. And they made uh, a cheaper version, the flip top. And that's what I, I have. That's my main one that I have hooked up uh, in my game room. But I'd love... And then I think the fourth one was a Sanyo, but that came out in Japan. And then there was, you know... If you want to say it's a console, there was a fifth one, but it was a, uh, it was a, like an expansion card that actually went into a PC to play your game, your 3DO games on a PC. But, uh, so anyway, yeah, so that original 3DO player, I mean, I don't need another one, but I really want the first one. And I didn't see any this time, although because I had my son, I really didn't do a lot of shopping in the uh, vendor hall, but when we were there in November, there were a couple and they were boxed and, you know, they were boxed, but these boxes were rough, you know, and these guys wanted five, $600. No, man. Let me just get on my high and Bring out my soapbox for a little bit. Get on my high horse for 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 a wee second. When you're talking about older technology, technology that is now maybe 30, 25, 30 years old, asking exorbitant amounts of money like that is absolutely redonkulous, especially for these consoles that have moving parts like CD players because you know they're gonna break. I mean, I could I could pick one of these things up, it'd be working today, drop six hundies on it, and then an hour after I get home, it stops working. You just don't know. You're, you're taking a chance. And when I, you know, I look, I, I understand it's collecting, everything's relative, you know, if people are willing to spend it, then, you know, you sell it for that, but, you know, I, I, I felt bad because one of the guys, the first guy that I w ran into in November and he had it on the shelf, one of the buyers or not buyers, but sellers, 
And I asked him how much, and he said 500, and I laughed out loud. And I kind of felt bad because I, I, I kind of felt like I was a little bit of a jerk there. But it was just my 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 reaction, my gut reaction. Like, I, you know, I involuntarily just did it because I was like, that's so ridiculous. That's so not what I thought you were going to say. But anyway, um, that being said, that is probably not going to be in my collection anytime soon. But I, I will say out of all these, that's probably my number one that I'm I'm actually going to have a chance at getting and actually make an effort at getting at some point. All right. So that was number four. Let's go number three. The number three is the Turbo Dual Duo or the TurboGrafx-16. So kind of one in the same. We all know what the TurboGrafx-16 is. I don't have one. I have the Polymega which I am going to do a video on eventually. I do have the Polymega, and I have the part where it plays Hue cards. I have five Hue cards. I'd like to buy more. But damn, they expensive. They expensive as all get out. Anyway. So we ha have the TurboGrafx-16 that plays Hue cards. What the Turbo Duo is, is it has a CD player. It's like a TurboGrafx player with a CD player. So it plays the Hue cards and it also plays um, the CDs. Funny thing is that analog is in development right now. I don't know when they're gonna come out with the pre-orders for this, but they are also making an FPGA clone of the Turbo Duel. And I, yes please. Am I gonna collect the CDs? I don't know. I will say this, with all of these systems that I'm talking about, one of the big reasons why I'm saying, well, there's two big reasons why I'm saying, I just want the system, I'm not sure that I wanna actually collect the games at this point, is because for one, the games on most of these systems that I'm I'm talking about, like Turbo Duel and the, and the, the with the Hue cards and CD, and um, well, I guess a couple of them that are coming up, is a lot of times these games are expensive. TurboGrafx games are expensive. And two, these CD games, these CDs were made in a time to where the quality of CDs was either really low or a crapshoot. So disc rot is very much a problem. 3DO games in point, I haven't bought a new 3DO game in quite some time because every time I come along, they want too much. I will not spend more than 20 bucks on a... 3DO game because of disc rot. And a lot of times I pass on the games because when you hold it up to the light, you can see the disc rot already happening. And it's, boy, it's a shame. It's a, it's a shame, but you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's part of what's going on in our community with, with these systems. And it's just, I mean, it's nobody's fault. It's just, you know, how things were manufactured. Anyway, that being said, that being said, I don't know. Where was I going with that? I don't know. So you had a Turbo Duel. Number three. Totally lost my train of thought there. Okay, so number two is the Neo Geo. I would love to have a Neo Geo, and I would love to collect for it. I love those big-ass, like, VCR cassette tape-looking cartridges i love stuff like that don't get me wrong i like collecting disc based games too but i love cartridges 
That's my jam. That's kind of why I like to switch so much right now. It's because everything's on CD. The switch is like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to put them on these little, like, almost like SD cards. I love that. Like, like, like little mini games. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, the Neo Geo. Now, I have Neo Geo on my Raspberry Pi. Pretty much all the games that you'd ever want. Um on my well I'm, i was gonna say on my arcade cabinet behind me but that's on a raspberry pi uh you know i would out of any of them on this list i would love to have that hooked up working and i would love to collect games for it okay so here we go again number one is the price number two is the price and three is the price holy shit it is expensive this thing was expensive when it came out and it's still balls expensive now. I mean, I remember back in the day, you would hear like in school on the bus, you'd be like, hey, do you know so-and-so's dad has the Neo Geo? And everyone's like, what? No. I'm like, yeah, I was over there and I seen it. And you're like, you're lying. You know, you always heard that one. And it was never, none of the kids had it. It was always one of the, one of the kids' dads. Because, I mean, that shit was expensive. I mean, you had the Nintendo or the Sega Genesis, but that one of those guys would have the Neo Geo. And I never knew anybody that had a Neo Geo. Games are still expensive. The system is still expensive. But, man, it it is really cool. To ha it would be really cool to have. So, yeah. So that is number two. All right. So we made a, a list of six. Before we do number one, I want to give an honorable mention because as we were doing this list, I'm like, I got one more. I got one more. And this is another one that I might actually one day go for. And that is the Atari Jaguar, a failed system, but there is so much history with this. And I think it was like one of like Atari's last system when they were still Atari. I don't know, maybe, I mean, kind of still Atari, not the VCS Atari of today, but you know, like the almost, almost the old school Atari. It had already been sold. So I guess Nolan Bushnell was out, but anyway, and you know, again, another game console with cartridges, um, you know, and, and at that point with these older systems, if you really want to play them, it becomes a thing of, okay, do I, you know, hook them up to CRT? Am I going to use an upscaler? In that case, I'd probably use upscalers, but, um, yeah, I mean the Neo or not the Neo Geo, but the, the Atari Jaguar, I would, I would love to have that. And every great once in a while I come by one of those things and I'm like, yeah, I'd really like to have it, you know, but let me just point something out here. There's something on some of these consoles that, that becomes an issue when, if you want to collect for them in, 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 in going forward into the future, having one of these consoles like the CDI or like the turbo do one well, that maybe the turbo Duo, but maybe like the Neo Geo, some of these systems, there was not a lot of them made relatively speaking, at least compared to like other systems, you know, there was a ton of, you know, Nintendo's made Atari, 2600s made there was a ton of i don't know uh you know N super nintendos and sega genesis and blah 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 so you know when you're going along and there's still a lot of third-party support for these systems going forward 
but like stuff with like the Neo Geo. I don't know what the numbers are, but I got a feeling not too many of them were made. And that would also probably be for the Atari Jaguar. And, you know, finding stuff that, number one, the console's still working. Number two, the controllers are still good to go. Because, like, I just think of the Atari Jaguar and that monster controller with all the buttons. How does that hold up over time? Because I got a 5200 over here, an Atari 5200. I've never hooked it up. To say it's in sketchy shape would be an understatement. But, you know, one day maybe I'll get it fixed. But, it, as everybody knows, the controllers for the 5200 broke a lot. And when I got the system, uh, the box that had two controllers in it, and they were in pieces. Well, there was one that looked like it had been taken apart, and the other one, you just knew that it was broken. I, I don't even need to hook this thing up to try it out. It's broken. So, I mean, that is a consideration to think about with some of these older consoles and maybe some of these more rare consoles that maybe didn't have a lot of production made on them, relatively speaking, to other consoles. And so what's out there now and what's in good shape probably is a very small uh, you know, pool of, uh, you know, material, let's say. Okay. So that being said, let's talk about number one. What is the one console of money was not an object that I would, would love to have. And this ladies and gentlemen is my absolute biggest Holy grail that I would want in my game room. And I am hoping one day that I will be able to pick one of these mothers up. And that is the pioneer laser active i want one of these things so damn bad okay and i got to see one this you know last weekend in milwaukee because they had one there not for sale but in the museum so what it is is back in the day pioneer pioneer made a lot of laser discs so they made this laser disc system okay which has a laser disc in it but then down below the laser disc tray is another opening to where you can put different modules in. And one of the modules is a Sega Genesis module, and the other one is a Sega CD. Look, I, 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 I would love to try and play some games on it, but I would just love to have it. But it is, it is a very, very sought after, uh, console it is very elusive um and when you do find one condition is always an issue and if condition isn't price is definitely always an issue and then finding the actual system does it have the modules what modules does it have does it have any or does it have so you may find one pay buco bucks for it and still have to go find the modules for it which I don't even know what those go for. I don't know what the whole thing goes for, but I know last time I checked, it was, I want to say 300. I want to say somewhere around 300. Um, which I don't know. I would have to find, like if I found one that was in really good shape for like 400 or something like that, I would. But you know, you get these consoles that are out there for 300 and they're just, eh, does it work? And then you get that answer. Well, it worked when I plugged it in last year. It's like, okay, well, 
you know, when I ask you if it works, if we plugged it in right now, would it work? You know, that's what the, uh, yeah, it works means. Um, but yeah, I would love, love to get one. And I'm going to keep looking. Unfortunately, you know, I know prices are just going to keep going up on all this stuff for right now. And I don't know where that's going to end. But um, it is what it is. You know, I mean, that's just where we're at right now with the prices and everything. But yeah, the Pioneer Laser Active. And, you know, I can't tell you that if I got the, the Laser Active that... I want to pick up a couple laser discs. I'd love to, that'd be so cool to be able to hook it up and play laser disc too. So, um, just one of those really cool, like big, and this thing's big. Well, I mean, you know, it's got to play laser disc, so it's going to be big. I love that old electronics, like big, huge honking piece of electronic equipment. And if you guys are a little bit old, I'm, I'm 44. So if you're around my age, you remember what it was like when you, back in the day when you would go into an electronic store and it had that, that smell, that electronic smell, like the burning ozone in there because, you know, all the tube TVs were on and you had all the, you know, the, the, you know, the receivers, the stereo receivers, whatever, everything was big, you know, and you had the era where everything was chrome on these things and then all of a sudden everything went just black and i love that all my systems well most of my systems if i can get just black i just go just black baby you know because black always looks badass but yeah so that is definitely my jam so the laser the pioneer laser active <coughs> all right guys so Yesterday, or I should say actually today, but this is probably going to come out on Saturday. Um, I went and seen Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness. Now, I've already done my first impression video straight out of the, uh, the theater, and I didn't give any spoilers. So let me just say right now, I am going to give some spoilers on this. So if you haven't seen it yet, you're going to want to skip out on it. So the rest of the video, this is going to be it until the outro. So you're done. If you want to come back and hear what I have to say about it later. Yeah, but if you, you know, I don't want to ruin this for anybody. Spoilers right here, right now from this point. Okay. So there was a lot of hype with this movie. Doctor Strange, the first one, is one of my top three probably top two Marvel favorite Marvel movies. And that's just, you know, personally my favorite. I'm not saying it's, you know, top two best, but for me it is. And I, I go between that and uh, the Winter Soldier. But I just love how unique the Doctor Strange universe and character is. So now there's been a lot of hype for the second one because of what this means him going into the multiverse going to other universes and what characters are you going to run into there how is it going to be different and boy the internet was a buzz a plenty with rumors and hey you know this person's going to be in there playing this guy and in this universe wolverine's going to be there whatever else so all that stuff all that buzz and then as we got a little bit closer um, you know, obviously in the trailer, 
you kind of already heard Patrick Stewart's voice. So you knew that, you know, there was a good chance that, you know, Charles Xavier um, was going to be a part of this. And, and he was, he was. Um, so let's just talk about the beginning. What is this about? So basically what happens is there's this girl, uh, America Gomez, who I'm not even going to try and pronounce the actress's name because I don't know how you say it, but she was wonderful. I love this character. And she is running from these demons. And she has the power to pretty much travel in between the universes. So go to one universe to the next in the multiverse. And uh, something's trying to come after her to get her powers. And like at the at the very beginning... Uh, Doctor Strange is trying to help her escape. Not ours, but a, one from a different universe. And so she ends up getting knocked through into a different universe, which actually ends up being our Doctor Strange's universe. And the journey and the adventure begins. So what really ends up being the case here is, is that uh, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch is the one behind getting her powers. She's the bad guy in this, which I, I kind of heard rumblings that that might be the case, but I, I didn't really think that that was going to be the case, but turns out that's what's going on. She is still messed up from losing number one vision. And then that whole thing in WandaVision were, you know, her made up kids had to go away. And it turns out that in all these other universes, she ended up, did end up having kids in, you know, in other realities. And, uh, and she's just messed up and she's trying to get this power so she can go into these other universes and be with, you know, those kids. Um, and that is pretty much the gist of it. Uh, she is enormously powerful in this movie that was the only thing that kind of threw me off is how powerful they made her it kind of felt like to me she was a little bit overpowered um for what was going on there but i mean it it didn't take away from any of it it wasn't i i didn't feel like it was anything bad but it was very you know it this whole movie from beginning to end was very entertaining I say it's a good movie. I won't say it's a great movie just because my expectations were a little bit more than what I felt it gave and none in a bad way. Cause you know, I, you know, I watch the John Campion show and one of the things he's very adamant about saying is make, he's like, you know, you can speculate about all you want about what these movies are going to be going in, but don't let your expectation, don't let your, oh, what does he say? I'm gonna, I, it's on the tip of my tongue now. He says, don't let your, oh, I, damn it. <laughs> I don't know. Don't let your, I don't know. I was going to say expectations become, I don't know. It was something. So basically you can, don't let what you want it to be and what it's not be, you know, I don't know. You know what I'm, I, I guess you know what I'm saying. You know, don't have an expectation way up here. And then if it, if it doesn't meet that expectation, then, then be disappointed. Boy, I just butchered that. 
what is this dude saying? I think you all know what I'm saying. If you don't, I'm sorry. <sighs> yes, this movie had the cameos or whatever, and I thought the storyline was very good. Look, what this movie did for me was it it didn't have a lull for me. At least I didn't feel that it did. I know that other people kind of said that it, the middle did. I didn't feel that. I was interested in this movie all the way through. Even when it got slower in the slower part, I was still very interested in what was going on right there at that moment. Now, I don't know how that's going to fall on other people, but, you know, look, I know there's people out there that don't like, you know, Marvel movies. They don't like the MCU, and but um, they're in a minority, I feel, obviously, because these movies are wildly successful out there, and that is great. So, you know, it's one of those things where even a... a it, even Marvel's worst movie is better than DC's best, you know? Uh, well, okay. You know, I hear people out there, DC fans out there like, no, no, wait a minute here. I'm just joking. But you know what I'm saying that, you know, even the worst Marvel movie, I still like, I, I, I don't think there's been a Marvel movie that I, that I just flat out didn't like. So, Basically, in the end, it comes down to if you take the power from this poor girl, she's going to die. And the girl shows Wanda that, hey, you know, this shows her to those kids. And those kids see, like, like what what a monster Wanda has turned into. Now, Wanda, you know, and the thing with it is the reason why Wanda is so bad is she's had a rough road. OK, as a kid growing up in Sokovia and all that stuff that Warren torn and then, you know, Hydra did all those experiments on her. Then she falls in love with Vision. Vision ends up dying or she had to end up killing Vision, which is crazy. And then she she conjured up that town with the kids, her kids, and then had to let those kids go. And pretty much, you know, they pretty much died, you know. Um, in WandaVision. So she's good and messed up by this point. But the problem is, is along the way, she's become very powerful. And she got, I want to say, the book of something. You know, I, I should have wrote all this stuff down. You know, preparation is key here. But basically a spell book uh, it, that has dark magic and is very powerful. And it, kind, and, and, and it affects the user of these spells. And not in a good way. So she had all of this going against her. And in the end, um, she realizes that she she cannot kill this girl. And, you know, and in, in realizes what she has become. And ends up sacrificing herself, uh, destroying the book in her universe and every other universe. So this evil spell book cannot be used. And I know I'm calling it an evil spell book. I know there's a specific name, so all of you comic book nerds out there, forgive me, please. <laughs> it's late. Please forgive me. And, you know, that is the gist of the movie. And then the girl, America Gomez, um, now alive, becomes actually a trainee for the mystic arts in the end. And this is very much a Cliff Notes uh, accounting of what happens in this movie. 
there is so much more nuances and situations in this movie that are awesome. I love how we get to see what a lot of these other universes look like. And most of them you only get to see for, you know, a brief second or two. But it's still, it, it it's so cool. Look, if you're looking for a movie just to have a good time, sit down, have a big popcorn full of butter and salt and an and a ice cold, you know, soda pop or pop or soda, whatever country, whatever, you know, country that you're in and whatever you call it. This is one of those movies. It's just a great popcorn movie. I will say though, for kids, this might not be it because it does get dark. It gets a little, I could see where it'd be scary for, for smaller kids, for younger kids. Okay. And there is definitely you know, some violence in this that, you know, even I, even there was about three instances, I think, where I was like, oh shit, you know, because of the way people die, <laughs> which really kind of surprised me. I mean, there, yeah, I mean, this is not, I mean, everything's PG-13, but it's still, you know, probably not for, I would say anybody under 10. So, and, and may, maybe even, even more than that, but, um, so let's, let's, let's talk about some of the, the cool stuff that you could see in this. Okay. So you do get cameos. Okay. You do get different things here. One of the cool things is you get to see Captain Carter. And if you're not familiar with Captain Carter's, uh, I don't know if she was in the comics, but they did a cartoon on her, the wet F series on Disney plus. And it's, hey, you know, what if in this universe, Steve Rogers didn't take the serum, the super soldier serum, but Peggy Carter did. And that's what you get here. So that was really cool to see because she was part of the Illuminati. And let me back up here because in one of the universes they go to, there's like a ruling class of heroes and it's called the Illuminati. And they're kind of like, they're kind of like the overseers of like, making sure stuff's safe and, you know, people that represent a danger to that universe. So she's different in that, but you have Charles Xavier. He's on it, which is so cool. I mean, I know it's just, it's, it's like the fan service, but it is so cool. And when he comes, he's actually not in his wheelchair, but in that hovercraft. So it's like out of the cartoon. And as he enters, they play a little bit of the theme from the cartoon from the 90s. I'm like, dude, that is so cool, man. I mean, come on. And then the big one, the rumor that that actually ended up being true. Reed Richards in there. <sighs> yep. Played by John, and I always get his name wrong, Krasansky. Yep, Jim from The Office. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, if you would have asked me on a scale of 1 to 10, you know, Re John Kazansky showing up as Reed Richards before I went in, I'd be like, I'd give it a 3. And boom, he showed right up. And the whole, the whole theater was like, yes. I mean, I first of all, I love John. I mean, he's a great actor. I mean, I love everything that he does. He, his acting and his directing. I love him in, um, uh, what is it on, uh, 
Amazon. Oh, God damn it. What is, he, uh, well, any, for anyway, everything that he does. I love everything that he's in. So he ends up showing up as Reed Richards. I don't know that he's going to be the Reed Richards in the planned and up-and-coming uh, Fantastic Four. I really hope he is. Now, I will say, um, you know, he and Peggy Carter or Captain Carter and Charles Xavier. Yet, I don't. They didn't make it out. <laughs> they were killed by Wanda, and uh, yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty gruesomely too. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you were sitting there going, "Oh shit!" Like even, and I'm trying to think of the actress that plays Captain Marvel in this universe. Um, I can't think of the actress's name, but it's 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 not Brie Larson. It was somebody else, and she meets kind of a gruesome ending too. Not as much as the other ones, but um, yeah. So. And that's pretty much it. You know, I mean, Wong, Wong, you know, obviously Wong's in it. I love Wong's character. He was a little bit more serious in this than he was, you know, in in some of the other ones. Um, and this this definitely was a kind of a departure from what you're, which we've seen in, uh, in recent MCU uh, pictures. And uh, definitely a departure from what we're probably going to see in the upcoming Thor, uh, Love and Thunder movie because you know that's going to be a lot of a lot of uh light-hearted funniness and and, and and humor i should say which is fine which is fine but it was nice that this movie took kind of a darker more serious somber tone um that, that there's not any other mcu movies that do that but you know it was time you know you got to have a good balance of seriousness and then levity and uh, sprinkled in there too so yeah so Guys, go and see Doctor Strange 2. If you are a fan of the first one, if you are a fan of the Marvel movies in general, this is definitely going to be worth going to see. Um, I know that uh, it wasn't sold out when I went this morning, and that was at 10 o'clock, so it was pretty early. But I know that when I tried to get tickets for tonight and Saturday night or Sunday night, they were all sold out in my area, at least the three places that I looked. So... Um, oh, oh, I will say, I will say one of the trailers we got to see beforehand was the next Avatar movie. I got to, I know there's some people that are saying Avatar. I mean, that was like forever ago. And you're right. This is a sequel that should have came out 10 years ago, but this looks so good. It looks so good. Now I wasn't sitting there and, and I didn't see Doctor Strange in 3D. So this was this 2D. But I do know at, uh, was it uh, CinemaCon last week, they showed it to people in 3D, the trailer. And I guess people were like, it looks so good. And they are going to release the original one in September because I believe this one comes out in December. So my son wasn't, well, he wasn't alive when the first one came out. So I think I'm going to take him in September to see the first one. If he likes that, I'm going to go in December. We're going to go back and see the second one. I am so excited. It looks so good. I enjoyed the first one so much. You know what? James Cameron knows how to do it, man. He just does. There are so many, I, I don't know. I don't know any James Cameron movie off the top of my head that I don't like. 
I can't think of anything. But, you know, James Cameron keeps doing it. So, all right, guys. Well, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up. It's been a while. I hope I haven't just been rambling as I tend to do sometime. It was, I was kind of worried about getting back on the mic here, how it's going to be. You know, we got the new camera here going, which, you know, I kind of got to, to do the video part of this. You know to be able to to record for a long time so i hope that's gonna look nice for you guys i hope the topics i picked for you guys uh were interesting i hope i was interesting i'm sorry that i brain farted on a lot of stuff tonight unfortunately the way i gotta do it now is you know again i gotta i gotta record at night so i do get tired unfortunately i i, I wish i had caffeined up a little bit but i've been living on caffeine all day so at this point it's not gonna make a difference anyway that being said, guys, I am so glad you decided to, to stick with us and hang out here all the way to the end. And until next time, good night and goodbye.